Mankind knew they could not change society. So instead of reflecting on themselves, they blamed the beasts. Going off podcast with rap critic and muse back again. RC, how have you been doing? (laughs) I'm just going to casually quote a video game I've never played a single installment of it's it's like doing the link cosplay on twitter i was like oh yeah oh, sure. I'm, I'm gonna buy this costume and take a bunch of pictures and have never played a single which you can post thirst traps without having played the source material and that's how the internet works anyway it's a new age we don't have to gatekeep anymore how are y'all gonna know you gonna quiz yeah. me yeah <laughs> Who is I am error? Uh, fuck <laughs> me. I don't. Uh... Now, but RC, it's been a while. We've had a couple guest hosts in your stead. Mm, it's a bit like the Daily Show. Yeah. Like with... <laughs> yeah. I didn't really think about that. Or, or like uh, how Jeopardy was for a little while there. <laughs> Before they settled on that anti-vax person. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you know, isn't that always the way, though? <laughs> it, it, that's just how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I wonder how they feel on their end. You know, are they just like, yeah, we got one. Yeah, you know, those the people who are like for this. You know what I mean? Like we're seeing the dystopia. Are they feeling a little bit of <laughs> as if they're going to be hosting Jeopardy and like name dropping anti-vax doctors as you can just do Jeopardy. that on your show now. Like that's not how it works, y'all. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, seeing this great country of ours. Um, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's really not in great shape. I was actually literally taking a train across the country so I could literally see all of the split level houses, you know. And it was beautiful, though, you know. I actually maybe I should have used another quote uh, at the end of the episode because uh, I really did feel like a, a, a Paul, uh, what is that, Simon and Garfunkel song was, was was coming on. They all come to look for America. That's what I was feeling as I was like oh yeah all of it in real time like transform from the plains to the mountains and seeing all the beautiful untamed majesty and it's just like and then seeing like you know the actual people and we, we actually went uh to the up to the border at one point in fact i might uh upload this video there's a one point where we went up to the border and it's like it's so not even guarded like at all like there was a person oh. waving at us from like a little Actually, a very big division that you could just walk through and be in the middle of the wall between, like, America and Mexico. And I recorded this guy just, like, waving at us. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, okay, so we're not even pretending that that was, like, a thing that was happening. Like, this is just some bullshit. What the fuck? <laughs> it was, like, literally the wall was right next to, like, a valley that they couldn't build up. So, like, the person oh was just, God. like, standing right there. Like, hey. <laughs> Jeez. Beautiful. Beautiful seeing the the real naked country. (laughs) In your travels across the country, uh, did you make any stops in Spiderland by Slint, requested by Dr. Goatman? Of course. No, I did not. And I kept confusing one for the other. I was like, Slinterman by (laughs) Spy. Slinterman. It's Slenderman. (laughs) I didn't mean to disrespect him. I'm going to get stabbed in the woods now. That's no oh, good. Oh, no. This year in front of us, uh, you might not expect it from the extremely underwhelming and uh, 
unassuming cover is one of the most influential indie albums of all time, apparently. Oh, uh, okay. This has been on my short list of albums to listen to, but I just never really got around to it. And I was reminded why that was. And folks, I only have a couple catchphrases on this show. (laughs) But y'all can just probably know where this is going. Whisper vocals... Who's that 90s guy? Everything's gonna be Sean all Men- right. Not, not Sean Mendes. That's, um... <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say that too, but no. Oh, that's so... Uh, oh, god damn it. She went to Hollywood and she didn't like to smile. I hate that song too because of that. <laughs> it's that going right up to the mic and really leaning into the like vocal fry in your voice. You know? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I gotta look it up. It's Sean Mullins. <laughs> You're infuriated. Ah, Mullins. God damn it. We were so close. One letter away from mullet. Ah. But, um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> collective sigh there. <laughs> it made it a little hard for me to listen to this album as much as I would have liked or as deeply as I would have liked. Um, but on the surface, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say this, Harsey. I don't know how you felt about this, but just speaking for myself, I would say that this is probably one of those albums that to 2023 standards probably doesn't hold up very well but for the time it was probably very new and it was a sound that a lot of people weren't very used to sure that that cake sound you know that guy who's just talking very plainly you know man i i'll listen to cake any day over this and that's (laughs) oh there's so many bands i was thinking of primus which also was like oh this almost has that energy of them but they go way harder you know what i mean like there's so many things where i'm like "Mm." cake and primus have such unique sounds to them and they're like and of course like the horns with cake and the -the over-the-top bass and wackiness of primus and the slice of life storytelling you know what i mean like that's kind of what Primus kind of does, you know, where it's kind of oh, like, yeah. where's the story going? What's happening with this? And that's kind of what I got with this, where it's like a sort of, you know, just really wayward story. You don't really know if there's a moral, but it's going some weird place that you just wouldn't. It just zigs where you think it would zag, you know? Yeah, you just get. And I don't mean to be very, like, dismissive, but this is how I felt about it. It's repetitive riffs. They go yes. on for a really long time. Oh my god. And it's whisper soft vocals during the verse, shouty chorus repeat. It's so boring. Like, I was trying to read along and follow along and be like, okay, maybe something more interesting is happening with the lyrics, but honestly, right. I wasn't even grabbed by those. Honestly, it was like it was like I was expecting a horror movie and I got like a suspense movie. And it's like, I guess that's something that's not necessarily the same thing. That's how I kind of felt with some of this. Like there was one or two moments where I was like, oh, that's a little weird. But especially coming off of the first track, everything really did feel like a step down. Like the first track felt like some carnival apocalyptic, you know, rock music shit was happening. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? Where is this going? And then it was like, by, you know, three tracks in, when we get to like an instrumental, that's just kind of this calm thing that goes on for way longer than it needs to. It's like seven minutes long. It's just like, okay, we really, 
like calm the fuck down. You know what I mean? Like because up until uh, we got Breadcrumb Trail, Nosferatu Man, and Don Amon, those were all pretty much the same to me. Don Amon was the the uh, more strummy, contemplative sort of like I think that would switched up the energy enough. You know, like Washer was the first one we got actual like singing. Instead of just, yeah. like, talked vocals. So I was like, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And then they immediately followed that up with an instrumental. So I'm like, okay. It, yeah, like, it doesn't get any momentum. <laughs> so so the second half was finally when, in, in, at least to, to my uh, perception, when they kind of, like, started, started to mix it up a bit. But by that point, you know, yeah. I was already kind of... <sighs> This is another yeah. one I know I'm going to be pissing people off with this one. Uh, I wasn't there. At least we're in unison. I didn't hear it in the we're, 90s or whenever. <laughs> we, 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 go together, we go down together on this one because, like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I felt the slow fizzle of this album. Just, like, you know, the first track, like, oh, where are we going with this one? And then the second track, I was like, okay, they're kind of giving the same energy. That chugging feels like it's getting a little repetitive, but, you know, it's kind of playing with the time a little bit, so it's not necessarily in just a 4-4. So, like, okay, I get a little... I just wish they were doing a little bit more here, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And then when it gets to Don, Amon, I was like, okay, it's, like, really slowing it down, but trying to do something different. It feels like there's, like, different parts to each, like you know, part of the song. Then I think a little electric guitar kicks up a little halfway, a little over halfway through, but it just kind of tapers off after a while. But it, so it's just kind of like, oh, here's a little bit of extra. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and then when it gets to the washer, like I liked, at least what I think they were going for was that the the feeling of the drums kind of sounds like the tumbling of a washer and dryer machine, you know? But oh. it, it, it just was not worth it, though, for like seven minutes. Like, we're just yeah. like, yeah, no, I got it halfway through. Why is this still happening? <laughs> like, you know. Have you ever been to a concert where there's music like this? Mm-hmm, this jam band, uh, what, what's the Grateful Dead type music where it's like, all right, all right, you know? <laughs> where it just, it just goes and goes, <laughs> and you just kind of look around and it's like, these people are really vibing, but it's just not clicking for me. Like, I'm happy for them. Good for them. I'm so getting that feeling where, yeah, we just, <laughs> we're just like, is this... Is this live for y'all? Is this hype? Are y'all getting this? Okay. It just feels like, like you know, the drummer is just kind of playing a little bit. The bassist is going. And the guitarist is like, looks like he's, you know, rediscovering his hand, you know. Whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, what did you get? <laughs> I feel so bad. But, I mean, <laughs> so what else time, is there I mean, to fucking say? Good Morning Captain was a little bit interesting. I was like, oh, we're back to cake again, you know? And I was like, and I'd like it more if it were shorter again. Um, and it kind of rocks at the end, like kind of picks up the end, but it's, again, not worth the seven minutes of waiting to get there. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, this fucking shambling Tim Burton movie in search of a plot, like what? what is happening with this thing? 
Because <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what any plot could be. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, I was writing at one point. I was like, what is supposed to be happening? Is this just supposed to be random imagery? Am I supposed to, I don't know. Am I supposed to be freaked out by this? I don't understand what the fuck is going on. And then, And then as soon as I said that in my head, this lyric came up where it's like, the captain, uh, no, it was like, from behind the edge of the windowsill, there appeared the delicate hand of a child. His face was flushed and timid. He stared at the captain through frightened eyes. And I was like, oh, oh okay, well, well, that's a little bit of something. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it was like, the captain reached for something to hold on to. Help me, he whispered as he rose slowly to his feet. I'm like, okay, I don't know how we got to this moment. And I don't think we're going to get an out to this moment, but I, that's really creepy. That freaks me right the fuck out. I'm like... <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I mean, that, that was something. Uh, but I, I feel like more like a M. Night Shyamalan movie than a, you know, really, you know. Yeah. Good horror flick, you know? Like, it was just like, okay, that was creepy, but it, it, was this worth going through? Because I like listening to things twice just to see, like, oh, you know, what did I miss? You know, what am I not noticing? And then it's like, I, I did not feel like I missed that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I wasn't about to listen to this twice, but um, <laughs> I, I still ended up walking away with a four because I can recognize and appreciate what this album did well, and it sounds good. I'll give it that. It's just not for me. I gave it a three and a half. It, it's just like, like, yeah, it's competency, but not enough to be like, you got to check this out. This is so solid. Like, it's just oh, kind of no. like. It's competent, but I'm I'm not compelled. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't yeah. compelled it's, it's at all. Competent, but no. not compelling. Yeah, yeah. If maybe there was a little bit of like energy or something interesting to the person's delivery of the lyrics, right? I might have been I might have been into it, but you can't just like barely whisper these lyrics to me and expect me to feel them. I, I'm I'm just not built like that. <laughs> I I can't get down with that. Yeah, I think there's like one or two times where he mentioned something about like the teeth of something where he's like probably a Nosferatu man. I think it was a, uh yeah Nosferatu man. She peeked around the corner. She offered me her hand. My teeth touched her skin. Then she was gone. Like it was one of those things where like the whispering of it makes you kind of feel a bit of the visceralness of of what's happening there. So like I kind of got that for a second, but like nothing really is consistent enough. To really, you know what I'm saying, give you that feeling all the way in a way that I feel like other bands that are doing what's similar to this, you know, really flesh out, you know? Um, I feel like most of the songs had an interesting byline and it was like, oh, mm. cool. Yeah, this, this could be something interesting. Like if you just told me what the song was about in a sentence. Right. I'd be like, oh, yeah, OK, I'll check that out. And then you listen to it and it's like, oh, they didn't really. Yeah, go it didn't with pull it me enough. enough. Right, it doesn't pull you enough to feel like they're really illustrating the the emotion that they're going for. And they were super descriptive in the first song, but like I didn't care what was right. happening. That yeah, that was the thing too, where I was just like, okay, you know, I was like interesting. I, I like the, and we went on a ride. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't follow anything, but I did like the one line where he's like, you hear, you know, the person took the ticket and said, Who told you you could leave? I was like, uh <laughs> yeah, I was okay. like, ooh, creepy turn? No, not really, not much of one. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, no, mm. nothing ever really go really goes off the rails on this album, so it's, yeah, yeah. underwhelming. 
But from there, we head on over to the Riffcoms Discord. Y'all mm. do it again. <laughs> from from the people who brought us the Barbie soundtrack. or Oh, that's right. Not even the Barbie soundtrack, but the Barbie uh, Think Pink oh, or yeah. Beyond Pink. <laughs> We're ahead of the Barbie movie. That's right. We got to reissue that episode when that movie comes out. <laughs> that's true. And y'all, someone needs to let me know if the people who did the singing on the album are in the movie as like Easter eggs. Ooh. Ooh. Someone's got to know that. Right. Isn't there a new Turtles movie coming out? I, I think that episode yep. was a double uh, where we did a, a Turtles soundtrack and the Barbie soundtrack. And didn't we no come out being like, way. we didn't we come out being like the Barbie soundtrack was fucking lit? <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved the uh, yeah. the Beyond Pink album. Yeah, uh, way yeah, better the than TV. the. Than yeah. the TMNT album for sure. Yeah, Fuck it, was that one. it was so like a you guys didn't try. Like <laughs> you can count on us. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Neb just got a pizza from Pizza Hut last night, and the website said that it was an advertising tie-in with the new Ninja Turtles movie, and that's exactly how I ended up with my cassette copy of the Coming Out of Their Shells tour. Was that you got it? With mm. the order of a of a Pizza Hut pizza back in ninety whatever the hell, yeah. Why don't they give away I don't know uh, uh, MP3 fucking uh, USB things of, of songs or something? <laughs> give me a fucking digital code so I can download the coming out of our shells tour soundtrack. It's not even anything from the new movie. It's the same fucking shit from ninety two or whatever the hell. Oh, they're banking on that nostalgia. Give me a a 45 single copy of um, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Uh, no, I would actually, hold up. <laughs> Wait, we're all having a good time and laughing here, but... Uh, <laughs> the one great thing Vanilla Ice did, hold on. <laughs> the song does slap more than he would probably like to admit. More than anything on that new metal album he put out. The great curse, the great curse, the one great thing he did and he can't acknowledge it. He no, no. Because the hubris be is too great. <laughs> you peaked with the turtles, Vanilla Ice. I'm sorry. Should have um, embraced it. You wanted to make that movie about how cool you were, and 1992 oh. said no, thank you. Nope, nope. You've overstayed your welcome. But this time, <laughs> we're staring down the barrel of Guilty Gear Strive, the original soundtrack yeah. to the video game from 2021. I think. Uh huh. Very new. And I got to say, because we, we've talked about Guilty Gear extremely briefly in the past, because I asked you if you had heard the song for uh, the Bridget character, and I sang it a little bit on the show, and you had never heard oh, it. Oh, And you yeah. didn't know what I was talking about. The tennis had me, that one. People living in them, yeah. It's like, what in the world? And everyone's voice, that one. That, um, Bridget was, like, a long-standing character in the series that they brought back after, like, not being in the games for a minute, apparently, and she was part of the, like, second season pass edition, so she didn't make the original mm. soundtrack, so that's a big bummer to me. Mm. This is just the core, the core 19, which is still plenty. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, man... <laughs> when I saw an hour and 30 minutes, I was like, oh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, you looked at it, and I'm not going to say you were going, like, you were going out on a limb. 
by saying, <laughs> hey, it's a video game soundtrack. There's 20 songs. They're probably instrumentals. What are we going to have that much to say about it? You know, they're usually like three songs with actual lyrics. You know how it goes, you know. <laughs> that precedent has been set plenty of times, but um, no, not the case here. Every single song, full... Mm-hmm. Full lyrics here, and I think it's really overloaded funny. with lyrics. I might say. Oh my god, filled to the fucking gills of uh, lyrics. <laughs> when I had the moment of like the first song, I'm like, okay, okay, the first song is gonna have lyrics, and then the second song, I'm like, all right, all right. This is, this is, <laughs> and then oh. The third song, and there's like another person saying, I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> let me let me put this video game down and start paying attention. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can't multitask anymore. <laughs> What's really funny to me, though, about this is, like, okay, I've never played Guilty Gear, right? My history with fighting games is basically, like, a couple Street Fighter games way early on, uh, maybe, like, the first couple Mortal Kombats, and uh, I think that's it. And in my experience with fighting games, if a, if a character or a stage has a theme... They, they typically are instrumentals because right. there's a lot of sound effects in a fighting yeah. game. The fucking hit <laughs> sound effects in Guilty Gear especially. There's vocal drops from all the, from the characters during the fights. Right. You're not going to really be able to pay attention to the lyrics of the song in the background. Which makes it really funny to me that everyone's theme has these full verse, chorus, verse, chorus in the background. It's like, I can't hear it. Like, why are they going this hard with yeah, these songs that I can't so even fucking hard. hear? I can't believe it. Honestly, like, whoever is was tasked for this, like, they were overqualified. I think they did too much work. <laughs> and maybe this is par for the course for Guilty Gear. I don't know. <laughs> they can fucking go all out. It's part of the brand. Yo. Yeah, people would be fucking so, mad it, if they didn't. This is like Sonic video game uh, in the mid 2000s level of like epic. Oh my god! Like when you start it, you're just thinking, "Oh, it's gonna be so fun!" You know, fucking uh, on a new adventure one more time. Like whoa! It really is on that Crush 40 level. But I will say, uh, not on the same corny, cheesy level of Crush 40 for me. Uh, yeah, no, they have a different issue, I would say. Would that be a a possible, uh, lost in translation issue? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That that does come up a few times, yeah. Sort of thing. Like, where it's just like a thing where I'm like, I can't connect with the emotion if I don't know what's being said. Like, there are plenty of times where, like, you can... you can interpret the emotion of what's being said, even though what's being said is really abstract. And then there's other times where it's just like, I don't know what you mean when you say that, <laughs> like, you know? Um, but uh, it, it's like a very, it's one of those things where like, oh, that's what I was thinking, yeah. So I've been watching Metalocalypse and uh, I, I just got through it right before listening to this album. And you know, listening to what sounds like really heavy metal with what sounds like a Polish dude over it at first. Was oh yeah! Like, it sounded like Squizgar, you know, singing over this. So I was like, "Uh, oh, what's happening? <laughs> what is this?" And it was just like, it was, in, you know, it's a game where it's like I was just thinking, "Oh, these are just 
you know, it's going to be maybe different people each time. And then I was like, oh, is this the same guy? Is this the house band? Like, oh, what's happening? What is this? What's going on? And it's like, yeah. these guitars are so fucking clean and everything like that. But it's like, is there no, like, ESL person that can help them out with these lyrics? Because of the, like, the, it's just the emphasis sometimes where it'll just be like, ah, what, what were you trying to say with that? Like, it's sub Dr. Luke levels of, like, you know, lost in translation. Like, yeah. Now, I will say... Because there are so many, I did eventually uh, stop being as detailed with my oh, notes sure, because sure. I got very worn out by uh, oh, by the halfway point. The maximalism of the production on this album it, <laughs> it puts your ears through a fucking exercise. Yeah, like that. That's what I was feeling like halfway through this album. I was like, I'm sure this stuff is really great, and if the album started right here, I'd probably like it like just as much, if not more, than the earlier stuff. But I'm sorry, we're like 50 minutes into the And I'm like, I just, I can't keep being impressed by this, you know, like <laughs> I feel like it's an interesting album to review because each song is a character's theme song So huh. they all have to do with the character some of them kind of talk about the character, but if you don't know the character and you don't play the video game, it, it, it's a little hard to, to... It's a little hard to follow. I didn't get that this was about specific characters at all. In fact, I my think. complaint would be that the music doesn't sound differentiated enough to feel like, oh, this song's about Eddie Gordo and this song's about Ling Xiaoyu, so it's not going to sound as island yeah. as the Ling You know what I mean? Like, this all just sounds like super intense AMV music video core, you know? I, I was going to say, yeah, a lot of them are just straightforward driving heavy metal to where, in video games I'm used to anyway, you would maybe have one character have the heavy metal song. Right. And everybody else is so like, oh yeah, that like that that's the heavy character. Like either like he's like they're really big the or Phoenix. they're like yeah. Like they're just like super strong or something and that sets them apart or they fucking fight with a guitar or something, you know, cliche <laughs> like that. Right. But yeah, they a lot of them do just kind of sound the same. The only thing setting them apart is the lyrics and what we've already commented on is that because this is of... bullshit blazing <laughs> like huh <laughs> yeah because of the lost in translation issue i don't really know what you're saying about the people and i can't really follow yeah. it but i mean like i've said on the show if the songs are going and i'm vibing and i like how it sounds i don't really care about it and with this one i really did just kind of have to put the lyrics aside for the most part because a lot of them don't make any sense anyway a very good example of a possible loss in translation and an awkward one right out of the gate. Smell of the game, right? <laughs> okay. I get what they mean metaphorically, right? Like, you're so into it, you can you can smell the game, you know? Like, that's what they're going for, right? But with the, what am I? <laughs> I take it you're talking about, like, something you're hunting, Right. Sure, right, yeah, yeah. Like, you can smell the game. Like, that makes more sense to me than the smell of this video game. Because it's interesting to have a song called Smell of the Game and have it be on the soundtrack of a game and not me think, 
are you singing about this game like a super meta thing <laughs> right it's so hot you can smell the the i don't know digital bites sizzling off of the cd like there was a really cool ass yeah clip and then they instead of reflecting on themselves they blamed the beat like that was fucking dope as hell <laughs> but nothing else like that was the most clear-headed phrasing of like maybe the entire album where it was like Oh, what, what? Is there a plot happening? And then, no, no, back to Urban Dance Squad, okay. <laughs> you know? And it's interesting, because I tried. I did a little bit of research, y'all, because this game does interest me. Like, it seems cool. When you look at the the beginning of the fights, that that phrase is at the beginning of every match. What, what phrase? Mankind knew that they cannot change society. So instead of reflecting on themselves, they blamed the beasts. Heaven or hell. Are you that serious? At the beginning of every match? At least the ones in the YouTube compilations all what did. What the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my so, god. When I'm playing fucking, uh, what's the name of uh, Soul Calibur, at least the guy says something different every time. You know, uh, the wounded warrior never gives up, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm just used to fight. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Just say fucking fight. Just say fight. I know it. We don't need a fucking poem before we start. It's like, oh. Walt Whitman once said, oh, okay. There's so much at stake here. I mean, I guess. You have to know um, why you're fighting. Yeah, exactly. You got to remind me. Now, it did have some killer fucking guitar solos, which I could say for a lot of this album have sure. fucking killer guitar solos. No shortage of those. Nor is the second song, Find Your Own Way, there is no shortage of my man. Bongos back on the scene! <laughs> Very much so. You don't expect them, but there they fucking are. And the groove on this <laughs> one really is did. so awesome. <laughs> they really did come in the cut. Like, it was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I think you kind of need that for a fighting game, a song with just, like, a kick-ass groove that just kind of goes in the background. yeah. You know, for the beatings that, that will happen, you know, yeah. So I loved that one. Uh, th there was, like, chimes and synth chords and, like, sparkly twinkling in the background on uh, Roar of the Spark that I really well, liked. That one was another good one. A, a, a good chunk of the first half of the album I really enjoyed, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that had a really epic hook. I liked the, yeah, the electric way the chords change. Uh, what was it? Under the sacred briars, never stop, just go. Like, that was one of the lyrics that was like, ooh, okay, I can feel the Black Sabbath. Like, you could feel the, you know, the car underneath you charging up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I don't think it should be a surprise to anyone here, but... Disaster of Passion is oh my, my God. absolute runaway <laughs> favorite on the whole fucking album. <laughs> oh, it's a swallow, so that's me. Oh, my God. This song okay. is so fucking fun. Okay, can I say this? Can I say this? Like, love this track. I, I, I mean, I love how just hearing the female voice, like, mixing things up. The piano edition that comes in really gives it that power pump, uh. uh, power pop oomph to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it was one of those lyrics where it was like, when it got to the hook, it was like, I can't wait to catch up before the sun sleeps. Not if you're short of breath. I'm the disaster of passion. And I was just like, I'm just not 100% sure what I'm supposed to be associating with these words and feelings. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just like, mm -hmm. but... 
when she comes back the second time, the second track she got, love the subhuman self, that was when we had fucking takeoff. Yeah. <laughs> so it, for me, it was like, a, oh, okay, here she is. All right, I see you. It's like we got a little switch over. And then she was like, <clears throat> now for act two, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so that was how I was feeling with that, where I was just like, a, oh, shit. It, it was really a thing where I was just like, what isn't she here more? <laughs> this other guy, he's fine, but, <laughs> you know. You got one guy singing most of the songs. You got a woman singing the other songs. She's just the fucking Bridget one, so I was already familiar with yeah. her to a certain extent. And it was like, shit, yeah, please, more variety here. But I think most of the fighters are dudes, so... Out of the Box is super cool and atmospheric. I had to quote this, and I didn't quote many lyrics because... I mean, I, I kind of went over already why. But this part... A girl passing by, a dog's bark. Wow, wow. The smell from that cafe makes me hungry. I knew all about it. That's such a Bjork-ass line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A a girl passing by, a dog's bark. (laughs) Like, what's happening here? As I'm throwing objects off of a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but the thing about this one is like, so Out of the Box is where I started to feel the weight of the maximalist production. Because it was just mm. like, Out of the Box! And it just like, uh, for the like, I, I just needed something a little slidier than that. Like, if it was just like, Out of the Box! Just something that moved a little bit more. But just the fact that every time on the hook it was, Out of the Box! Like, hitting you four on the Box! <laughs> it was just like a, uh, it's just so, it's so... Dun 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 heaven <laughs> like I was really just like lighten up man can we please just like chill for a second and I think what is the first track where I feel like something different happens uh armor clad faith yeah that's the first oh, track yeah where it feels like we're getting at least different textures. Like, you get the guy, it sounds like he's singing through the megaphone, you know, like the Feels Good Ink, Damon Alvarn thing. You know, you got the little chilled out Japanese synths that kind of come in and serve as a little break. Like, I was like, oh my God, thank you. Something different, <laughs> you know? See, what I was going to say in uh, Out of the Box, I was literally writing down, don't know how I feel about this one. And then it immediately hit me with that jazzy, funky section. Mm, was that like, was oh, true. That was oh, there. Oh, shit. Okay. And then it was just like, wow, yeah, this this song fucks. Like, the first <laughs> verse was kind of eh, but the whole rest of it was like, yeah, this is the shit. I didn't love Play the Hero. No, again, again by that point, it's starting to feel like, all right, we know what the tropes of what the song is going to be now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of felt that for the next few... Uh, kind of par for the course, except for an uh, on uh, armor-clad faith. My other boy, Xylophone, coming on through. You don't oh. expect these dudes to show yeah. up to the party. Yeah. But they do. Um, but then, yeah, Alone in- Infection was just kind of okay. I liked that it had, like, three very different, distinct parts it went through that kind of kept me on my toes. Yeah. but. I- I like the system of a down energy that kind of had going in and then coming back at the end with the epic violins. I thought that was really cool. Um, I like the song actually chills out for a second. You know, you get to breathe for a second. Your ears mm. get to breathe for a little bit. That's nice. Love the subhuman self. It had me loving my subhuman self, you know. Um, 
<laughs> really uh, spooky intro that I wish they would have done more with, but it had a really cool solo in it, so I didn't really mind. Oh, and the way that piano slinks up to the line right before the hook is so funny. It's like that. <laughs> and um, that, yeah, this is the one where I wrote. It's like I can attach to this emotion a bit more realistically. Like love, love the subhuman self. I, I can get what that means. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I love the way they lift up to the major when she mentions. So, there's something that she mentions really, really quick. Where it's something about the mind or something to that effect, where it just feels like a little. <laughs> so I thought that was really nice. How'd you feel about Let Me Carve Your Way? I, I thought it was interesting. Um, it, I thought it sounded like two songs playing at the same time, which was yeah. a little disorienting. And that threw me off, but in a way that I actually thought was kind of cool, because it felt like the the other song was maybe in another time signature, like it was in 3-4, so you could feel them like trying to fit it, nestle it into the measured time of this track. So that was kind of like, I think I like that, <laughs> you know? It was like a... Heavy metal guitar song and then an old timey piano song at the same time. It was just like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? It went into some like fucking Freddie Mercury shit at the last third of it. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like really sort of uh, 70s emulating the 50s over the top. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, whoa, okay, I guess we're going here now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one was a fun one. A little freaky, but definitely fun. Mm hmm. Um, then necessary discrepancy is we're right back to big and epic, but it's just so overly big and epic. It, it, it's just if it, it's big 2010s production energy, you know what I mean? Just maximus, yeah. everything's big and da 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 da, and it's like, but I don't, I'm not attached to this at all. It's just blaring and getting my attention, you know? Yeah, I didn't have too much to say about necessary discrepancy. I liked the sitar showing up on Hellfire. That was cool. That was nice. That was definitely nice. What I hated, though, in Necessary Discrepancy, though, was like, it feels like there's a lot that happens in this song, and it's a lot of, again, just moving around and moving and all this building up that happens. And then the final lyric, do you remember that? Where he's like, one thing is certain, all things are made of heart and heart. And I was like, I, wait, did you say heart? And and then repeat the word heart. Like, did you say? Hmm. Did you say all things are made of heart and heart? And then hellfire, hellfire. We're back in the '80s heavy metal territory, you know. Um, what do you fight for? More '80s. It feels like wrestling promo music. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Again, this is the point where I was like, I feel like this wouldn't be that bad, but it's like this has to stand up to the almost literal mountain of music that's come before it you know like it's just like my my synapsis is fried out by this point like we're halfway through this album and i've had enough <laughs> you can't get any more intense than we're getting right now how did you feel about the almost rapping on trigger oh man get it out of here <laughs> get yeah this it was one of my lower rated tracks also keep it real keep it real <laughs> stop it <laughs> the drumming on the intro i liked but even straight from the beginning it reminded me of uh sabotage by the beastie boys so Ooh, worse it reminded me of a kid rock song when i <laughs> So when dude started rapping, I wasn't like completely taken by surprise. I was like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. Right. 
Even though I should have been surprised, because at this point, you know, there hasn't been any fucking rapping on this thing, but then, yeah, yeah all yeah. of a sudden, track 14, here you go. It so sounds like a student, like, you know, the the ESL student trying to stand up to the bullies by sounding tough, but he, he hasn't fully changed. He's like, watch out, keep your hands off me. Don't make a big deal out of me. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't make a big deal out of me, buddy, or else I'll, excuse me? <laughs> Give me your lunch money, kid. <laughs> like... It meant more originally. It had to have. That, that's what I'm going to keep telling myself. It made more sense. Rock Parade was all right until I realized, was I was okay. like, wait, the name of the song isn't Battle Cry, which is what it felt like. It should have been Battle Cry. <laughs> and, and then we're, we're, it's like, okay, so this is the thing with a lot of, uh, you know, J- Japanese uh, singers where they like over enunciate to the point of like saying the shadow vowel. Like I watch a lot of anime, oh. so like I hear this a lot. <laughs> where it's like there's a one song on a fully um this one anime where it's like the character. What do they say at the end? It's like the word orange, and he goes like orange no salida. And I was like, and I had to have that moment. I was like, wait, what? What word did he just say? <laughs> like, you look at the subtitles, and it's like orange. That wasn't. I mean, I guess if you, if you really phoneticize it, you know, and I think that's yeah. a lot of times like what Japanese, like when they're trying to like incorporate a word, they really phoneticize it. And so like, I think that's what gets you like when he says rock parade. And I was like, what? No, we don't say rock parade. We just, we just say rock parade, you know, like, so it was just really weird hearing me like rock parade. And it's like, what? What? Like you don't need that shower shadow vowel. Why is why is that there? It was funny to me that even for a song called Rock Parade, halfway through there was this really cool like synth part that I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. And then it kept going and carried into the second half. I was very happy with that. I was so yeah. glad they didn't just like drop it after a few bars. Right, it was like the only way I could describe it was like this dizzying disco wolf howl mix up halfway through. Because it was like, it was so like, where are we going with this? You know, where are you taking me? I liked Requiem and Crawl well enough. Again, like Requiem, great epic 21st century Les Miserables, epicness upon epicness. But like I said, my, my synapses is blown out by this point. Like I can't, there's no... Well, I think in the song, there's one part where, where he goes, I, till I can't breathe. And then the music stops for like a second and it's like, a, ooh, look, a different texture. That was so nice. I wish you did more of that. You know, like just allowing different textures to happen instead of everything feeling like you need to prove a point by everything. It feels like the music's jumping out. You at, 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 Every instrument is jumping at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? As you listen to this music. Yeah, because this one I said, it feels like the last track, but minus the cool part where the music, where the perpetual music hype machine actually stopped for a goddamn second. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little tired at this point. <laughs> and then, then we got the, the, the last two tracks. Every bad boy has his soft side. <laughs> Can yeah, you the take me high <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and it's so, like... Yeah. Uh, this fell it, off a fucking it, cliff. It, it and I know so these th- are, like, 
end of the video game type songs and like ending sure. credit type shit, but oh my god, but, no. And what's so funny about it is that the whole time I'm like, could you please do something different? <laughs> and then he And then they do. <laughs> it's like They heard you. Uh, <laughs> well not like that. The monkey's paw curled. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and it's like it's just so slow that like his voice it just doesn't help at all because he just sounds like again i know it's like at this point i know he's japanese but he specifically sounds polish with how like the enunciation is just not coming out naturally you know what i mean and it's just like Mm. oh my god if this song was just a little faster so i didn't have to hear the awkwardness of the enunciation you know what i mean and talk about you is a little better because like it does pick up the pace i like the power balladiness of that a little bit more but it's it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What what did you give this one? Um, I walked away with, let me double check here. I gave it a, I got another 4 here. Uh, I gave this one a 3. Yeah. It, it it's like I said very competent stuff, you know, very well put together. But very well put together doesn't necessarily mean I don't want to listen to it. And that sucks so bad to say, but I was just like, I can't act like I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling when I get to track 18, you know, and we're still on 11 the whole time. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like there, after a while, I just can't care. There definitely are some songs that I would go ahead and put on a playlist, like especially, sure. you know, uh, Pat, uh, was it? Passion, disaster, disaster, passion. Ooh, yep, that yep. one, I fucking love the, that one. Uh, the other female-led uh, uh, oh, song. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, love yeah. the subhuman self. Those are definitely going on the playlist. I'm, I'm, I'm noticing a trend. You got, a, you got a three. You got a three and a half. You've been kind of a little wishy-washy on these albums. You know, you're not really showing a lot of love. You're not showing a lot of hate, but here is where mm. I think we'll all be able to agree. Ah. At the best album of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, of 1989. <laughs> we were saving the best for last. Oh, my Lord. And a request fit for a king. RC. <laughs> or a doctor. <laughs> or maybe not, brother. It's Dee Dee King standing in the spotlight. RC, I feel like all nine years of doing the podcast with you has led up to this moment. <laughs> it's Dee Dee Ramon. Oh, and it's his... It's mashed potato time, Muse. Mashed potato! Mashed you got pota- your mashed See- potato and shoes on? I mean, look, RC, DD knew the cheat code. He knew how much I fucking love mashed potatoes. But even that w- was not going to be enough. And see, th- this is where my misconception of the album came in. Because whenever I hear people talk about sting- standing in the spotlight, and you look at the cover of the album, <laughs> you think, oh, it's DD Ramone's rap album. And that's not really true. Oh, right, yeah. It's only <laughs> no, a couple sir. of the songs, oh, he's really. genre bending out this bitch. We, we, he's taking all over the place. He's fucking... <laughs> you can't tie this fucker down. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Oh, my God. 
Why limit get... yourself when you're DD King? Let's look. Let's get right into it with track one. Wait, uh, before we before we do that, I'm sorry. Okay. I just need to tell you something I read in the Wikipedia that made me laugh. Right. Okay. So first of all. I was not aware until just yesterday that this album came out in 1989. Okay, when it, I it heard... the number. <laughs> oh, another summer. Get <laughs> down. I've, um, I've heard Mashed Potato Song before, and I've even heard his other song, Funky Man, which isn't on the album, unfortunately. Uh, I wish it was. That's the Lucy that got away, huh? He, he references it on the album, but I don't know why it's not here, but oh man, it's great. It's another um, anti-drug song about how funky he is. And, Get oh, man. out of here. But what's so funny to me is they said he recorded and released Funky Man as a standalone single in 1987 while he was still performing with the Ramones. He released the album in 89 once he left the group. Between 87 and 89, he would show up at Ramon's shows decked out in his rap clothes, and the rest of the band fucking hated it. Wow, that's honestly incredible. I want to see pictures. How long were they a thing? They were a thing by 1980s? I thought they were a 70s punk group. They were still Uh, mid-70s to late 90s. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, they fucking hung around for a really long time until everyone died. So it wasn't them. It, it, they weren't that, like, irrelevant and, oh, man, can you believe this guy who's not with it anymore? The, the Ramones still carried weight, and this guy put this out. That's what you are telling me right now. Uh, I will say that by 89, the Ramones weren't nearly as relevant as oh, they yeah. were in the 70s, okay, at least. Okay. Um, but by 89, they were still, you know, they were still rocking. I'm looking at, a. He thought this was going to be his fucking walk this way. He thought... <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say to a certain point, they were still cooking into the late 80s. So maybe it was a weird decision to leave <laughs> and go out on this particular like, venture. This is the wave of the future. Fuck that. We got to go with... Do wop hip hop. <laughs> to start rapping in '89 is so wild to me, because yeah, right. you mentioned "Walk This Way." That's five years old already. Yeah, like rap is about to have another changeover, honestly. <laughs> and you're walking around in your fucking like Run DMC hat and big gold medallion. Oh lord, that makes it even funnier. Like, I mean, I know License to Ill only came out two years before this at this point, so I guess it's not too out of the ordinary. But, like, Fuck the Police had just come out this year. Like, yeah, public enemies You're walking out. around dressing like the fourth Beastie Boy. So it's, yeah. <laughs> and you're also much older than them, so it's wild. And, like, and even they were changing over, right? This was Paul's Boutique, right? That's when this came out? Yeah, by Paul's Boutique, they were raiding the closets <laughs> of their, like, 1970s retired actors' house they moved into and they like had all their cool fresh clothes from way back when and yeah they were just like dressing in big fur coats and big big hats and gaudy shit and here you got Dee Dee King still rocking the fucking Adidas and it's like oh <laughs> this is still the hot shit right uh, mm. oh no he's rocking mm. his kids he's rocking his kids don't oh my, that's right uh, my pro kids walked to the dealer last week <laughs> I, I couldn't believe he name-dropped Keds, especially when Ramones Twice. are, like, known for the converse, to be yeah. rocking the Keds. Like, Ooh, oh, all right. No brand loyalty. 
<laughs> no, well, you couldn't get that endorsement deal. Maybe. <laughs> they passed. <laughs> Will Joey Ramone be involved in this album? No, we are not interested. He almost had the Ramones drummer um, involved on the album to, like, help with the drumming on the album. Mm. Uh, but he, he eventually just was like, okay, how about... How about I just advise the beats? Oh, man, who needs that? He's got his sound machine. He's got his, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. They recorded the album in a in a studio that was very well known for producing some of the biggest rap albums of the time. Oh, wow. But he didn't do any, like, rap production. He, he recorded it like a rock album with drum machines and right. stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, you could tell, yeah. I'm looking at the old clock on the wall, RC, and it unfortunately tells me that it's uh, <laughs> it's mashed potatoes. <laughs> so <laughs> this uh, this rap song by a punk rocker doing a rockabilly '50s style with a Bob Dylan delivery, I I, I was perplexed to say the least. I was like, what is happening right now? It's time to rock. It's time to rap. No, the fuck is not. It's time to rap. <laughs> it's interesting. He he sounds like two very different people on this song. He reminds me of Randy Newman. <laughs> and, and he also sounds like Jello Biafra of uh, Dead Kennedys. So he's going in two very different directions here. Ooh, mashed potato. I couldn't believe this. What is this? Hip hop? Hip hop at the hop, uh, hip hop hop. What hop hop? What, what the fuck hip is hip hop this? anonymous? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was here. I was like, why did he think doing fifties? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? What is the thing that made him go? Okay, I'm doing a hip hop thing, but you know what? Still, I gotta have my cushion. So what could I have again? <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, '80s guys doing throwback to '50s shit. That's you know the respectable rock shit is still popping. So how about I throw that on it? Like that's the only thing I can think of why he thought this would work. I know we'll do a little fucking you know uh, chubby checker on him. Oh, it'll be fun. And it's just like. Who's asking for this, man? Because the Ramones in their look, it's like, okay, we're in the 70s, and we're going to kind of dress like a, like 1950s like street toughs. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, I, I, I get the angle there. And they did a couple 60s parody, uh, not not parodies, but like covers in their own way. But, sort of like, oh, we're we're taking the piss out of these older songs, but like, we like them, but we want to add some grit to them. Like, that's yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, we, we got to add some flavor. We got to put in some attitude. This is none of that. It's just, yeah, yeah again, yeah, another fucking CBGB's um, original mm -hmm. regular on here, Debbie Harry of Blondie, doing oh God, the her raps mashed were nicer potato, than this. mashed potato in Wait, the background. She's it's on like, this? That's her. Yeah, yeah. Get the, oh my god. <laughs> she, she, she's on she's on mashed potato time and she's also on German kid. Oh lord. German kid, get out of here. Get out get all the fuck We've got Falco. Why is Thank she you. on the worst Thank songs? <laughs> yeah, why is she on the worst songs? Oh lord, I couldn't believe this fucking Oh, I'm gonna do a little German rap. As es, es ist Zeit for I no 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 get out of here. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I kind of rap music. Fuck off. <laughs> that was yeah, I didn't need that at all. That was terrible. Oh my god. I didn't know the, the high in the hierarchy of uh, German English rap. <laughs> this is on the bottom of the fucking barrel. Falco, come back. <laughs> oh yeah, rock me Amadeus one more time, dude, dude. Can you imagine? Like he's trying to do, you know, a little bit of rap. He's trying to kick it with the '80s guys. He's like, "Come on, guys, listen to my German kid rap." Like, uh, and they're like, and you know, the uh, uh, Beastie Boys. Or yeah, yeah, Beastie Boys. Uh, uh, I don't know who's popping at the time. Uh, who's really popping? Uh, De La Soul. You know, the guys who were really starting oh, to sure. pop off. Uh, you know, they they turn their head. They're like. Hmm, wait, that German rap song? Yeah, I think he can rock with us. And he's like, and Dee Dee King's like, wait, I can? And then someone goes like, hold up. Nah, not you, him. And if and you see Falco walk by with his glass, walk past him, he's like, oh, yeah, the rock we have a day. Yeah, sorry, we confused you with the other guy. Nah, you can scram, you know? Falco walks by in the fucking rainbow wig from the music video. Right? Yeah, that shit was fucking fresh. Uh, oh. I mean, man. honestly... I, I would listen to Falco's Rock Me Amadeus oh, any day over this. A million, I would listen to the worst version of that. Because, you know, there's a better and, like, not as cool version. Of I would listen to the worst version. Oh, yeah. You know, the version that you don't want to hear that's like, no, it doesn't go that way. It's supposed to go this way. You know what I mean? I would listen to that a million times over this bullshit that German can rap. We'll get to that in a second. Because first, got to get to too much to drink. Oh, my Lord. So, this is the thing. There's some really good, like punk rock hooks on this fucking album <laughs> i mean really yeah cool. it's not like this guy's a slouch who doesn't know what he's doing at all <laughs> so it was just kind of like well man then just do that <laughs> like because he eventually does like he eventually joins another band but like this is like he according to the wikipedia he was in drug rehab he, uh, he was pretty bad I off see. And while he was in rehab, he started listening to a little bit of rap music. Mm, and he thought, this is the sound wow, of tomorrow. <laughs> it, yes, the sound of tomorrow. This is fun. And it's like, okay, on one hand, I hate this album. Like, like it's, it's objectively just terrible. But I can hear and I can sense how much fun... Right? This yeah. this man was having the time of his life making this, and it, it, in in that regard, it's charming. It's cute and it's charming because it's just whatever the fuck this guy felt like doing. He was a member of one of the one of the biggest and like first inspirational punk bands of the day some say they are like the first major one it's up to debate but you know at least in the states and the record label were willing to give him a $25,000 advance oh my god <laughs> they actually put money behind this shit <laughs> just said do whatever the fuck you want and he did Oh, and, like this was so. This wasn't yeah. just supposed to be some vanity project that, like, some fucking oh Angeline record over the. This was supposed to be oh right next to the other albums that are released in 1989. Here's the hit single. That's what this was supposed. Oh god, my lord, that makes it even more. Like I thought this was some sort of found footage. You know, like that one dude who did that rap that was really bad. That white guy and it got found like 20 years later and he got on Tosh point oh. Like that's what I thought this was. This is like a fucking oh he never released it and no one you know he was ashamed of it and. 
after he got like sober, he was like, oh shit, I was going to release that, but fucking take this off. You know what I mean? Like what I like to picture are the Ramones fans who are like, oh, Didi's going out on his own. He's got his own album come out. Like, like Joey did that and we all loved him, but mm. here's Didi, the bassist. What's he got to say? We've only heard, we, we've only heard him sing like a couple songs on his right. own. So he's doing this thing. I, I like. I want to know what the promotion of the album was like. I want to know how widely distributed the Funky Man music video was. Oh. Funky, 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 funky. Oh, and God. if that was on like MTV, like if people knew about it, or if it was like, just you know, like MTV one of these... had like four music videos. You know they had to play. This. <laughs> Especially rap videos, they didn't have any. I think by that point they were still in there. Uh, we're afraid to show black people on TV era, right. so who knows? A, a white rapper, please step right this way. DD King established punk rock royalty. Was it seeing the album art for the first time? Like, was that the giveaway for people of like, oh, what is this? Or did they know before? Oh. Like, that's what I want to know. Is like, was there trade publication? Like, was Billboard and Rolling Stone running full-page ads for this? Like, oh the, the new sound from Didi Ramone. Like, how much did people know? Or were they completely taken by surprise? I'm watching the music video for Funky Man. Oh, it's good. You see him in bed with, with this hot blonde chick. This man is way too old for doing this shit. You see him doing his little, his little hip-hop Funky. strut. Older than grown ass man in 1989. He's doing what this little doing? walk, this little shimmy. Yeah, like it's like what's happening? Like this is what the hip hoppers do. What's really funny is about halfway through the video when I like a crowd of people. <laughs> it just Wait, what? opening the door so much for no reason. Uh, yeah, because because it has to go with him going funky, 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 funky. <laughs> you have to hear it. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, I was playing it on mute so I could yeah we could talk. Yes, please. Oh lord! The way he's so hungry. He looks like fucking who's that comedian? Uh, it looks like if a Mark Norman tried to shoot a rap music video. Wait, who? The, the really awkward white guy comedian dude. Mark Norman. Yeah, Mark Normand. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he's kind of he kind of reminds me of a uh, Norm McDonald. Is that type of energy? That's what oh, this looks okay. like. If a Norm McDonald type guy <laughs> tried to do a rap, just the way at, at twenty mile, what is he doing with the? What is he doing? <laughs> Why is he grabbing the sheet and just like waving it at the camera? <laughs> I'm fucking Gavin, my name is Stevie Remote. Oh, my name is Stevie Remote. Yeah, I has to remind you. I throw water on my face while I've still got my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like Sheen from fucking Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> oh my god. Ha 
of people that start following him around. Ah! Like, oh shit, it's D.D. King, everybody. Ah! You know, it's just like, it looks genuinely like people are going, holy fuck, is that D.D. King? <laughs> like, wait, is he is he is he rapping? And people like it seems like the people dancing behind him are fucking with him. Like they're just like, yes, yeah, sure, I'll dance to your bullshit. So <laughs> I need to know how much of what he's like saying is like lip synced, or like they can actually hear it, or if they're just like, hey, let's follow Dee Dee around. <laughs> oh my god, wait, is this New York? Oh yeah. Oh, hey, it's 1989 New York. That's kind of nice, seeing the novelty of that. I was just up there. Just the random people walking. <laughs> One person has a hood over their face. Looks like they look like someone from the Wu from the background of a Wu-Tang Clan music video. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who's that guy? Hey, who's that guy? <laughs> we got to put him in the thumbnail. Who's that guy? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is there someone with a hood? Watch the music video. You'll see this guy on a white luchador mat. Because I see, uh, I look behind How him. How did I miss this up. guy? Oh. <laughs> I see. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Here the badasses come to confront him, coming from the garage. <laughs> His girl wanted a Mercedes, and he showed up to the dealership, and like he couldn't get the car for, for whatever reason. I don't think he really explained it. <laughs> So now him and his newly found group of friends or fans or whatever. Bum rush him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rush him. With em. his one car for sale. His one Mercedes. Are they walking through a junkyard? Yeah. I think they're repeating the same clip. And of course we don't see any of the action. They all go into the fucking garage what and the, the garage door closes. Oh my god. And then Didi's like, Okay, the coast is clear. I'm gonna go ahead and take this car. And then his, <laughs> then his girl shows up. Uh -oh. And she's like, Get the fuck away from it, Didi. Overpowers Didi. Because probably from, you know, all of the drugs. And it's like, Is that really the best version of the video that exists? Like, it still has, like, the YouTuber upload shit on it. Like, yeah. And I love how, like, so she wrestles to the ground, gets to the car, I guess got the keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, she's not going that fast. <laughs> he could have caught up with her. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> he could have easily caught up with her. And he's just like, he just instead of catching up to the car that slowly has to pull out in order to, you know, take off, like from from where it is, because it can't just drive off from that angle. It has to slowly pull out. So he just runs around in a circle, throws his bills down. Oh God, Flemish, she got me again. I don't think any of the songs on the album have music videos, just Funky Man. Wow, that's a that's damn a shame. shame. Yeah, we didn't get to have any uh, uh, visual accompaniment for Mashed Potato Time. Surely the only thing keeping it from being the smash hit that it, that it should have been was the fact oh. that it didn't have the perfect visuals. Mixing and, like, can you imagine the weird, like, poodle skirt slash, you know, uh, 80s, like, break dance and shit that would have been going on with this video? I would have loved a music video for The Crusher, fucking D.D. King oh in a wrestling ring. <laughs> Fighting a Russian wrestler. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, the, what was it? Like the, the Russian bear. Just, I'm gonna fight the Russian bear. bear. <laughs> okay, so we got too much to drink. Starts off with a yeah. way too visceral sounding burp. It's just like too in your face. Like it's like, <laughs> it's, just like, it's punk rock, dude. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, oh my god, fucking, and this is where I wrote, like, the fucking Simpsons album rapped better than this. Man, you should have got fucking Matt Grady on the horn to help me with this shit. I'm sure they were coming up with that album as soon as, it was 1989, they were probably working on that shit around now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and the way that he's rapping on this beat, like, he sounds like either the fucking, uh, the dude from, um, um, he did the mash, he did the monster mash. He's either doing that, or he just sounds like some guy named Bradley Uppercrust Third, you know, like, rapping with the really snooty sounding thing, and it's just like, why is he sounding, like, why does he think this is cool, especially in the song that's about to be like, I had too much to drink, like, the hook is like, too much to drink, like, it's like, yeah, rock is, but... When he goes on the verse, he's like, I'm in trouble and I'm miserable. The birds are singing and I feel like hell. <laughs> like, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> what a rhyme scheme. Yeah, that's what I also remember. He sounds like the dude uh, um, in Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off, who is uh, Ferris Bueller's friend, who was imitating that chick's dad. You know, he's like, oh, Call me your sure. God yes. damn it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why is he doing this voice? Pardon my I, French. <laughs> But you're an asshole! Yes, I, like, I yeah, know this him. is what you sound like. Why are you doing this? Rooney! <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 then, and then we get to Baby Doll. Woof. Fucking okay. woof. <laughs> can, can I tell you something I read about Baby Doll? What? So, he, he played the song. He wrote it about his wife, right? Oh, I'm sure he did. And, and, he, and he played it for... And when they listened to it, they both cried. Uh, <laughs> now, it doesn't say why they cried. Uh, he's like, I'm going to divorce this man. He's insane. <laughs> Look, I stayed with him during his during his addictions. I was his rock. I was right. there to help with his with his sobriety. I was there through it all. But this, <laughs> these these rhymes are whack, you. <laughs> <laughs> this right here? No fucking way! She's you gotta weak. draw the line somewhere! <laughs> Come on, the Beastie Boys washed you! <laughs> oh, uh, b by the way, R.I.P. D.D. Ramon, I think he's worth pointing out. <laughs> and he's been dead for quite a while. But anyway... Um, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure the fans won't stand for this uh, disrespect of his uh, legacy. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're all pumping these uh. joints. The D.D. King Spotify is... Just a million listeners a month over here. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Those oh royalty God. checks. Jesus Christ. Uh, as Poor... soon as it started, I was like, not the love song. Not the love song. <laughs> like, it's sweet enough and and everything, but goddamn, his singing voice. The, this dreary, slurry mouth. Like, this so sounds like the guy who's like, Hungover, like no, no, no. The guy who's like still drunk, saying no, no, no. I'm gonna quit after tonight, baby. I swear. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure you will. Like, there's literally a lyric where he says, "And now you're willing to give me a child on one condition that I stop running wild." And I just wrote, "Oh boy, I, I hope she's uh, got those uh, prenup papers." Like, are you serious? I'll give you a child <laughs> if you stop running wild. Well, the one part where he's like, you taught me how to stand tall. You are my baby. Like, it's so labored how he's delivered. It's like, is this man about to pass out, like, right here? Like, you know what I mean? The, oh, the, the underbreath singing that where he sputtles out his delivery barely right before the guitars come in where they're like, all right, that's the best you had. Okay, well, let's let's, let's hit the guitars. Yeah. Da, da, da. See, 
the guitars are well, fucking on point. <laughs> like, but what you reminded me of in 1980, the Ramones put out an album with uh, Phil Spector doing the production, right? Hmm. And it's a legendary like album session from hell where huh. um, Phil held them up at gunpoint and uh. was like, y'all need to fucking get this shit right or I'm not letting you leave the studio type shit. Real torture shit. And then I hear like, yeah, that's fucking terrible. And it's extremely like over. It, like, not what you need abuse. to do to make music. Yeah, that is not. We don't need to do that in order to get good music out of people. Like that's right. awful. No, <laughs> but if if you melt it down to its bare essentials, that level of perfectionism compared to this, like <laughs> you have two very, very complete opposite sides of the spectrum of yeah, this is fine. <laughs> Whatever. Let's and and you hear the person who wrote the album with Dee Dee. They were like, I would write the music, he would write the lyrics down, and we'd have a song in a few minutes. It all came together really quickly. Like no fucking shit, dude. Are you yeah. serious? Are you bragging? Yeah. Where's the quality control? You're telling me this like I'm supposed to be like, wow, really? This wasn't a fucking <laughs> like pet sounds type ordeal. Uh-huh. This wasn't you know. Had Brian Wilson bring in a fucking uh, sandbox <laughs> into his fucking house so he can capture the feeling of the beach sand beneath his toes affair. <laughs> but then we get Poor Little Rich Girl, a punk song. Look. <laughs> and then it kind of like, like, I'm scratching my chin on this one. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> See, it's funny, because I also have written down, hmm, but it's, it's not really, it's still kind of on the fence, undecided. Yeah, no, the, the verses, the verses need to get the fuck out of here still, but yeah. <laughs> that hook, the, oh, oh, poor little rich girl, like, ooh, that little, like, skater That's still kind of Ramones. I'm like, okay, that actually kind of slams right there. That works. Yeah, I was feeling that. We need, look, dude, imagine if we got uh, Beastie Boys doing, like, the verse or something like this, and then that's the hook, you know what I mean? Like, get someone who actually knows how to fucking rap on this shit, and this could have mm. actually been something, you know? Oh, I think it, in this rapping on here, it's like this way too guttural sounding voice. It's like, like, I can hear his throat, like, yeah. rasping up on itself. That's what fucking DD sounds like, for better or worse. It, it's an, it's a voice that really doesn't lend itself to rapping, that's for sure. It feels like there's a very limited punk, like, modes that you can be in. You know, there's the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, or the skate punk, da 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 you know what I mean? And, like, I really love that. I love that. I don't know what that is, if there's a certain two chords that they're going in between, that da 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 because it comes up a little bit later, too, that feeling, where it's like, ooh, that little pocket of whatever that is, if you did that for every song, like, I I would have given this a higher rating, this whole album. Uh, mm. But unfortunately, he did not do that. Unfortunately, no. we get commotion in the ocean. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, back to this shit again. But now we're on the beach with the fucking... 
I wanna ride the waves. I'm all excited about the surfing craze. Just like jumbling all the fucking words together to get this fucking phrase out. Now he's a fucking surfer now. Oh, get it out, get out of here. He's going all throughout the 50s trends. He was the, yeah, he was the, the uh, you know, the, 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 the counterculture guys. Now he's the, the beach boys. What's he gonna be next? You know, he's gonna be the preppies. You know what I mean? I'm shoving myself inside a phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, what was that one lyric? Yeah, because uh, I've read all the surfing magazines and I traded a bathing suit for my own blue jeans. <laughs> it's like, what? Get out of here. That's, that itself isn't a terrible idea of cutting up your clothes to make a fake swim trunks. That's kind of <laughs> clever. But like... I wasn't buying you as a rapper. Now all of a sudden you're a surfer. <laughs> like surfer. <laughs> I can't. I can't, dude. This is too much. There's too many uh, clothing changes. This, I don't believe it. <laughs> but see, to me, this is less a surf song and more a song. Uh, Dee Dee's trying to fuck a mermaid, y'all. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> with That's, internal, that was my takeaway. With, with this insane internal rhyme scheme where it's like, it feels like he can't finish a whole sentence without it being like two rhymes in the middle. Where it's just like, oh, you're you're just doing this. Like, it, like it's one of those, I wrote this down before I started rapping it. Where it's like, oh, it's going to have this really cool rhyme scheme where the rhymes keep going. And then it's like, oh, I have to say the rhyme now and the other rhyme right now and the other rhyme right now and the other rhyme right now. <laughs> you know, where it's like the rhymes are coming way too fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, wait, let's let, let's give them a sampling. Hold on, because <laughs> the way it happens is like, and here's the delivery that sounds like this. <laughs> Fucking Barney, the purple dinosaur ass delivery. Hold on, what was it? Uh, it's like, oh yeah. I am a surf nut, and the surf is up. I'm heading for the Sunset Beach. It's not too, it's not far, anyway, it's not far, not hard to reach. Where coconuts grow in palm trees, I can smell the breeze. Wanna ride the raves, I'm all excited about the surfing craze. I packed a picnic lunch, I hope I find a bunch of fun and clean sand. I wanna get a suntan, I wanna ride to the surf at 90 miles an hour. Hope you don't get sour. <laughs> it's like, it's so like, oh my god, what's... Stop it. See? If you're freezing in New York, that, then I followed the stork and headed to the coast to do what I love most. <laughs> it's so like, stop it. Just banging your head against the like register. What? Just like, please stop doing this. I, I, I did like that it's not far, not far to reach because that itself is a reference to the song uh, Rockaway Beach. Oh, sure, that sure. Ramones did, did a cover of. So there's that. I appreciate that. But... The there's two songs. I think it's the first one where he's talking about I don't want to make the other rappers sour, and now it's like I hope the other surfers are. Who says sour? Like I'm gonna make them sour. Who says like, that? Like it's, like it's the fucking fifties. We're in the fucking uh, uh, Little Rascals cartoon. <laughs> Go soak your head. Like what? <laughs> I make Sit these other it. rappers want to take a long walk on a short cliff. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. What are you saying, Dee Dee? Uh, you're Stop like it. 40 or something. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you throwing around greaser slang? Stop it. <laughs> you buffoon. And then, oh God, German kid. The absolute worst. Oh. I, I'm doing rap, not Beethoven. Yeah, I'm doing rap, and I've just begun. <laughs> I was like, oh God. <laughs> Trying to ride Beethoven! <laughs> We've begun! No! 
Just you can hear the metaphorical tripping over yourself falling down the stairs of the song. He's referencing Freezy. He should have referenced fucking Amadeus. Right? Fuck me, Didi King. <laughs> at least, at least Falco had flow. At least he yeah. had a fucking you know, it's just a guten talk of no plastic money anymore. Like there was actually a fucking flow to that. Like you could call it like cheesy and you know doing what it's doing, but like it keeps in time with the beat. You know what I mean? It, it's competent music. And then, and then what the fuck does he say? Yeah, because the German isn't even like, it is good when people laugh. That's the last line that he says in German. It's like, that's not even a brag. <laughs> that, that's nothing. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. German kid to Brooklyn babe. Oh, here's, here's an anthem for the Brooklyn girls. He's repping the Brooklyn girls. He got to. <sighs> the, and, and now, <laughs> the lines on the side. Don't underestimate her. She's as hot as a pepper. I couldn't take it. But then there was this one line that was like, wait a minute. It was like weirdly too descriptive. It was like, this was like the the real side of the 50s that we got for a second. Where it's like, you know, it's like, she's the queen of the hop. Little Anthony's babe. Fan of doo-wop. Deadly with a switchblade. I was like, whoa. She's fucking, you know, she's got the beehive do, but she's wearing the fucking black leather jacket. She's got the, the fucking butterfly knife in the clutch. You know what I mean? Because everyone wants to start new shit in the purse, you know? <laughs> and then he says one line was like, I wouldn't trade Brooklyn, babe, for all the money Rockefeller made. And he said it so awkwardly that I could, but like listening to it twice through, I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, who's Rockefeller? Who's that? And I was like, oh, Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then the ending of the song oh the fucking baby baby you're an angel you're such a sexy angel no <laughs> such a sexy angel yeah <laughs> originally i thought he said sexy baby which would have been even worse oh, <laughs> no, no baby you're such a sexy baby <laughs> but it's like both is like sexy angel that's not hot. Like, you can't make that work. No, that ain't gonna work. I wanna make you my girl. Stop. Oh, good lord. Then after that shit. Another punk tune. Look. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. This fucking hook. No. Emergency, oh, call him Mr. DD. Pick up your phone. Emergency, oh, call him Mr. DD. We know you're do do Pick up your phone. It was catchy. That actually fucking hit. I was like, okay. If he would just shut the fuck up on these words. I was like, oh lord, this hot trash, this hot honking trash that he's rapping with. I can't believe that my girl cheated on me. Oh god, stop it. Fucking party the dinosaur raps, I swear to god. And he's doing like character voices in this one too. Oh, that's he's right! Like, this is the people trying to call him up. <laughs> He's uh, putting out of the show. Hello, this is Didi. You must be a nut. Wait, do you want? I'm gonna hang up. 
please, sir, please, just one minute. There's big trouble, and you're in it. Your wife's at the Ritz with another guy. She's been drinking. We think she's very high. We're all scared to death, and we don't know what to do. We thought we'd better get a hold of you. <laughs> like, man, if that could have just gotten the fuck out of the way. <laughs> like... <sighs> Was this something that really happened? Like, is this written from experience? <laughs> right. Hey, it's an emergency, Dee Dee. Your, your, your girl's cheating on you. We know you're home. Oh, oh he, but he don't want to know if, if, she's, if she's playing him. You know, he, he don't want to pick up the oh. phone, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he's, got the, he's got the messenger that, it, this is 1989, he, he's got money, you know, he's got that, uh, 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 the, the voice machine that picks up after the answer, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's definitely got that, but he, he's hearing the people saying, hey, emergency, calling Mr. Didi, and he's like, no, I can't pick up the phone. You fucking saw his flat in the Funky Man video, he's living large. <laughs> high on the hog, high on the warthog. Uh, was it the chick in his bed that stole his car from him? I just got that. Oh my god, it ties all ties together. Yeah, it was the uh, girl. He was his girl told him I want a Mercedes, so he went through all this trouble trying to uh, buy her one. And then tr- at the very end, she just shows up and is like, "Hey, thanks, asshole," and just takes it. Women, am I right, fellas? He. <laughs> the only thing missing was him turning, looking at the camera, uh-huh. and doing a big exaggerated shrug. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> but looking over the glasses, what are you gonna do? Ah! Uh-huh. 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 Just pull him down that, a little bit. That's women for you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my god! God damn it, Dee King. The the we get the crusher. Okay, uh, this is the best song on the album, hands down. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get myself to the gym and start working. Oh, shit, I didn't have enough words for this phrase. <laughs> and start working. I, I, I mean, the Russian bear could probably tear me limb from limb. There's not a rhyme there, so I'm going to start with the next line. <laughs> and what's funny is... The Ramones actually ended up doing a version of this song on one of their albums in the 90s. I haven't heard that. They were like, man, you know what, man? That was kind of fresh. (laughs) We got to bring the crusher back. We didn't do emergency. What the fuck? (laughs) Emergency probably would have worked, honestly. That probably would have been the better one to go with. Call D. Oh, that one was too personal. He couldn't. He's like, I'm not ready ready to to go back to that one. But I, yeah, I like the jokey end of like, oh, he's saying he's gonna fight him. It's actually kind of an interesting starting rhyme, <laughs> where I thought it was a bad rhyme, but then I looked at it, I was like, oh, actually, that was a good little uh, double rhyme you had going there. Because <laughs> he says, what does he say? Uh, now I want to wrestle in the garden on my way up to stardom, and I was like, wait, to stardom? Oh, stardom! I was like, okay, that's actually all right. That was bad. The garden and stardom. Okay. <laughs> What I really would have liked, and it wouldn't have made the album any better, but between, you know, talking about the garden and talking about, like, Brooklyn babes, if there was, like, a fuck ton of New York references throughout this album, it would have endeared itself to me a lot right, more. Right, uh, like, yeah. Oh, look it- at all these... <laughs> All these local landmarks and in references that you wouldn't really get unless you were, like, from the region. That, that, that would have been kind of cool. Uh. But you know, yeah, it doesn't. It still folks on being quirky rapper guy. And, like I would have liked if there were like maybe like some you know wrestling references in this song. You know what I mean? If they really went for it, but it's just like it's just kind of yeah, talking you, about the Russian bear. Yeah, you can tell he knows absolutely jack shit about <laughs> wrestling. So yeah, no. 
I think he might have name dropped a move or two. I don't remember, honestly. He got, uh, no, no, I didn't think. Uh, how did I get myself into this jam? I was much better off singing Funky Man. No, you weren't. That was the one, yeah. Uh, and were you? Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I then, was better off getting that car stolen. And then he says, got this muddy idea in my head. Thank God I'm wearing Keds because they are my running shoes. And I was like, wait a minute. Keds, like, you know, the shoes that the Ramones wear, like, they're not really great for art support, are they? Keds as running shoes, that's absurd, duty. Like, <laughs> I know you've got bigger problems going on, like, getting beat up by a giant Russian is probably your biggest concern right now. But yeah, I wouldn't be running around in Keds. Yeah, you're not gonna get the best traction, is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, not at all. No, that's a mistake. I wouldn't run in Converse, I wouldn't run in Keds. Yeah, um, and then you get, I want what I want when I want it. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, this, this fake ass sounding like a rap chant copycat bullshit, you know, like, I want what I want yeah, like what I want gonna right catch now. on. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my, and he mentions the lacing up my pro cat sneakers. Oh yeah, he's a, my pro catters. Fuck the vote last week, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, and I am a hip hop fiend. I'm the baddest rapper in Whitestone, Queens. I was like, I. I don't know, that might be true. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think you have a lot of stiff competition. It sounds like I, for, if, if, if uh, you know, if they're around where the, this style of music is originating from, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So at the end of the day, it just seemed like a guy was not in the best place <laughs> in his life and he wanted to do something fun. And people around him were like, yeah, this would probably be good for him. So oh. nobody really argued with him about it or tried to give him too much pushback. I see. On it. But still, even with all that said, I still walked away with a 1.75. Oh. I guess you can round it up to a 2. Oh, you're too, you're so kind. Generous muse over here. <laughs> I do kind of feel like rounding it down to a one and a half. <laughs> oh, I give it that that one, certainly. Uh, <laughs> and here's the thing, it's like, the like there are hooks in here that are like, mm, that hook is money. Unfortunately, the song keeps going and then he talks. <laughs> Like, you know, and it's like, I you can't get, I, I can't get to any point where any song is fully enjoyable enough to even, like, squeak it up to a, oh, maybe a one and a half. There's, like, what was the one song where I felt like when he just does punk, I think? Poor Little Rich Girl, I think? Yeah. Yeah, and I think with that one, he's still kind of doing the rapping, but it's kind of like a, well, it's a really fast punk song, so you could say I'm kind of just kind of, you know, sing, talking, doing a spectrum thing there, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, but that works. It's the, you know, it, it, that is the best of the, oh, hey, I'm trying to figure out what works in both genres, so I'm doing this, and it's kind of like fitting that, you know? Because I could hear, like, a little Uzi Vert doing a song like this, you know, if he had a good enough producer, you know what I mean, to be to do like a, yeah, I'm kind of sounded like a, a brat on the verses like that, you know what I'm saying? And then like hitting the hooks with the poor little bitch girl, uh, 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 you know what I mean? Like that could actually be really cool if he had the, you know, wherewithal, you know? I figured the well-rested RC would come back. <laughs> oh, just Fire happy to belly. be reviewing stuff again. 
Ah, oh, but no, you know, I've come back uh, enlightened. I've, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've seen what America has to offer, and now you're not willing to put up with bullshit anymore. That's right. I'm meaner than ever. <laughs> oh, no. You're full of piss and vinegar is what happened. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Everybody be warned. Rap Critic the, ain't running no more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody warned the way. Oh, too late. <laughs> I You're told about you. two hours too late. Uh, uh, I, hey, look, I, I cut that promo years ago, all right? This is a classic going off thing at this point. I told you to warn the way, and nobody did it. <laughs> I said, no man knoweth the hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then I struck the twice in one year. <laughs> RC, what are you gonna do, brother? When RC, fever. <laughs> <calls>. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't be seen in public anymore. So now I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't fucking using it. It's mine now. Let it go to waste. <laughs> As I'm sure y'all have noticed, uh, I'm trying to keep up the show in, in oh, the yeah. off weeks, which won't be the case next week because it's my birthday week. So sorry. Fuck that. Uh, but. Stay tuned for updates. And there's no better place uh, to do any of that than to follow us on our socials. See, so you'll always know uh, what's going on. I usually tweet about what the albums we're listening to right after I fucking listen to them. And I know you do that, too, because you do the uh, streams. Oh, yeah, I do live streams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, 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 you got to stay informed. So you're not going to be uh, surprised. You're not going to be blindsided. By, uh, by what we're talking about on the, on the podcast. By the time the podcast comes out, you'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. Well, now that I've heard the album myself and I'm not surprised, let's hear what these, what these uh, suave mofos have to say. <laughs> that's true. So you could be excited all week after the teaser tweaks. Uh, uh, tweak? After the <laughs> teaser tweet. So you can see it pop up on the weekend and you know exactly what to expect. So make sure you follow us on our socials. We've got both of our... Um, Link trees in the description so you can follow us on Twitter and we got our individual Patrons and Kofi's and YouTubes and all that good shit so you can stay in the loop, know what we're up to, and uh, keep abreast of all the goings on. That's right. You can stay a titty of, of what mm-hmm. we're doing. Uh, specifically, I got something going on my Kofi right now, uh, specifically on the Kofi.com slash RapCritic, where if you are a patron already, you get half off on uh, all requests. So, you know what I'm saying? Trying to inspire the people to, uh, you know, support your boy a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, no. So, it's like, if you support me, then you get help for supporting me, you know, by getting double what you get by supporting me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out. Uh, (laughs) Helping you get more bang for your buck. You know what I'm saying? You get to see episodes early, plus you get to request them. You know what I'm saying? You you feel me? So, um, yeah, I think that's all I had to say. Um, that's all I really have, too. I'm, uh, trying to get back to posting, uh, TikToks more often, so you can follow the Rifcom's, uh, TikTok. We still got episodes of Rope Break going up exclusively on the Rifcom's fan house. That's, uh, fanhouse.app slash Rifcom's. Almost got that fucked up. Um, but yeah, we got plenty of stuff going on. Plenty of stuff for you to watch in between podcast episodes. The extended going off universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. As strong as ever. But until next time for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And don't do anything for Going Off. Do anything for Going Off. Do anything for Going Off. Going, going, going off. <laughs> <laughs> nice.